7 Days to Play! Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. And for the past 7 days, I have recommended Edwin... I have suggested Edwin play a game called Dissembler. I don't know why I always get that wrong. I'd say choose. So for you, why is there a huge difference between recommended and suggested? There's a difference between recommending and choosing. I would prefer choosing because sometimes I just want to pick a game that's going to annoy you. (laughs) (laughs) Which may happen this week. (laughs) So we've been playing December. Dissembler. What am I saying? You're saying a month. <laughs> okay. The most delicious of the months. Dissembler is a 2018 game by Ian McLarty. It's winner of the Excellence in Design Award at Free Play 2018. This has a very Sam design aesthetic about it. It is very simple. Initially, when you see it, you think it's just color blocks. Anyone can make this willy-nilly game on iOS. But the more you play it, the more it actually has a little bit to the detail that I found very pleasing. It's all about them details. Yeah. Now, Sam, I cannot wait for you to try and describe the game. It's a match three puzzle game. Okay, well, that was simpler than I thought. (laughs) So you are, the game starts, the game is a puzzle game. So which means each level you must solve the puzzle in order to proceed to the next level. I would hope so. Right. Could there be a puzzle game where you don't solve the puzzle? Um... Yeah, it depends on what you mean by puzzle, right? Like some say... Smash it with a hammer. Some say Candy Crush is a puzzle game. I think it's a load of crocs. (laughs) So it's a puzzle game where each map is a different puzzle, and the puzzles consist of a series of blocks that have been presented in front of you. These blocks have different colors, and they are sort of mishmashed around. So think of, let's say, a checkerboard. And these checkerboards have varying colors. You must try and flip over a set of two colors, much like any match three game, right? So if you move around the candy next to the can, like a blue candy next to the purple candy cane, those two positions will swap over. It's very much in that way with this game where like if you move one block adjacent to the next block, it will flip over those two blocks, changing places. And if you happen to match three colors or more of the same block, those blocks will disappear. And the point of each map is to try to do it in some kind of combination where all the colors in that map essentially disappears. Right. The tricksy part is that unlike your Bejeweled Blitz or your Candy Crush, when you remove a color, it doesn't drop down with gravity to... All the remaining blocks don't drop down. Right. They just stay where they are. So it's quite often... Ah, rats, I got rid of these colors, but oh no, there's an orphan one all by himself that can never be flipped and will stand there forever and you know you have failed your puzzle. Exactly. And so the interesting thing here, like you said, is like if you match those colors, they disappear from the map and that area becomes unusable for you to flip your color on. No flipping here. No, I don't want that flipping colors around here, buddy. (laughs) There are a few more mechanics introduced later on. Uh, Semicircles appear on... Certain sides of the the block, so you then need to make sure that not only are you flipping and matching colors, you have to match little little side circles with other ones. That's really hard to describe, but you'll know it when you see it. Yeah, and then sometimes there are blocks with a concentric block in the middle of it, which means that if you get rid of the outer color first, the inner color then expands out, which then you, you can use that to match it with other blocks. 
So, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to describe uh, with words but easy to and play. audio, but easy to play. It it did it did remind me of a game Othello. Oh, oh, mm. Othello. Oh, Othello. <laughs> Not played that game. That with the black and white tiles. Yeah, you flip and over. so you flip them over. It kind of has that ease mm. of getting into it, right? Like once you get the concept. Um, you can learn it fairly quickly, but then a lifetime to master, which I think was the tagline. <laughs> well, I've not thought about that game for a long time. I think I actually had the board game. Yeah, yeah it was one day. of those board games that your friend always had in like their living room. <laughs> yeah. How did you get there? Where did it come from? Who knows? How did you get on the game, Sam? Uh, I really like this. I think this is one of those perfect games to listen to a podcast to. One of my criteria, for sure. Yeah, or, or like... Um, it didn't disrupt your podcast listening. It didn't cut the sound. In fact, it added a nice little soundtrack um, that was very subtle that actually accompanied a lot of the podcasts that I was listening to. Because <laughs> a lot of the podcasts that I listen to are very conversational and it just drones on and Hello. on. <laughs> <laughs> and this actually added like a nice little soundtrack. So I was listening to your episode of uh happy do you know it if you're happy do you know it if you're happy do you know it? which is a great episode by the way thank you stay tuned for things of the week to find out what that is and this actually added a nice little dramatic soundtrack in the background when you're talking about your <laughs> adventures and that was you know i was getting a little weepy <laughs> yeah amplified my emotions at least 1.2 times similar to being in an airplane no that's like 100 times oh, okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> I cried at Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure when I was in an airplane. Wow. Amazing movie. Uh, excellent, as they say. How far did you get, Edwin? Oh, yeah. Let's have a look. Let's do a little comparison. One of the negative points, without getting into the 3 by 3s just yet, is that when you look at your list of puzzles, they aren't numbered. They are not numbered. I can't tell you. I've got one, two, three, three thumb flicks down. <laughs> So thumb flicks meaning set of nines? Probably. I've played three levels with the new uh, multicolored expanding blocks. So I have just unlocked that mechanic. Okay, so I've passed 10 thumb flicks. Now, have you completed them all? Yes. There was one where I kept trying because I was convinced that there was no solution. uh, And I got very angry at it because it was just absolutely bonkers and it drove me crazy. But I finally figured it out. Oh, you didn't have to look up a walkthrough on the internet. It was this one right here. That one. The larger the puzzle I have found, the less fun it is. Right. I mean, the larger ones, you do have to find it sort of like a maze, right? You have to find the entry point. They're like three of the larger ones I have not completed. Oh, right. Yeah. Just because I found them to be less fun. I actually found them very diggable. Like, you know, I hankered down and, and sort of... Got really got myself into the mindset of this puzzle maker. I found that I couldn't do that. Mm. I found sometimes I could, like on occasion I could, but I certainly found it wasn't quite as pleasing as some of the other games we played where you start really getting in kind of f- fully understanding and, oh, I see how they did this. Mm. Sometimes, so I think especially on the large, big square ones, we get the seven by seven grid. Right. We're just, well, oh, there's a huge bunch of colors with seemingly no pattern. And that felt a little bit defeating for me. Yeah. Uh, initially, that's I felt that way too. Like, oh man, like it seems really daunting. But then once you find that little thread sticking out, like it mm. sort of unravels itself. And I think that was very pleasing to find out. Uh, most of these puzzles do have a set way of solving them. 
Uh, and that's where I felt, you know, you kind of need to try every iteration in order to get that right one. Hmm. Uh, so, but surprisingly, that wasn't a big deterrent in this game for me. Um, I, because the tactile feel of the game was very pleasing, you know, the flipping mechanic and the animations and the sound effects were all sort of came together. Uh, I felt I didn't mind trying all the different variations until I finally got it. And it didn't feel like I was just going through the motions because why not? Um, I think all my choices of trying different things were, were kind of methodical and because the rules have been set so nicely. Also, the, the undo button is super handy and actually very well done. You know what I would like? I would like a restart button. Oh, I've beefed this. Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> oh, okay, now I can start again. But give me the, just the restart. I would too, but nothing went over ten, 10 steps. I'm tapping 10 times to restart level? Jeez. Right, but I mean, just the simplicity of just having one button was a lot nicer, I feel. <laughs> I'd like a second one. Or maybe, <laughs> how about a press and hold? A long press? Yeah, that would have been good. I wonder if that works. (laughs) Let's try it right now on air. No, it doesn't work. Yeah, but that would have been a great touch. Ian, if you're listening, consider Mm -hmm. it. Did you play any of the other options though? Because there are also infinite challenges and daily challenges. I've tried the daily once and I got stuck on the second one. Does Michael Barbaro pop up and help you (laughs) and tell you about the puzzles? This is a puzzle for you right now. Michael Barbaro. One day I'll listen to the daily. I'm sure it's great. It's uh, it's a good listen. I th- I feel if if you happen to catch a headline that you're interested in, well, I avoid all news if possible. Mm, that's true. Me- make- makes it a tricky listen. Should we go on to the three by threes? Let's do it. My first good point is a very tidy, neat concept, nicely designed. It is the two dots <laughs> instead of a bejeweled it. blitz. You know, it's minimal. You take it's that got away. That nice. You take that back. <laughs> You know, it's not gross and cartoony and offensive to the eyes. Nice colors, nice interactions, well-made, well-thoughtful. There's like a nice tasteful drop shadow on your floating squares. Now, did you ever have licorice all sorts? Does that exist? Bassett's all sorts. Is that like the Allspark in Transformers, but except licorice and called sorts instead of sparks? Do these look familiar? No. Oh. Nothing licorice exists in the U.S., that's too bad. Anyway, there was a couple of uh, color schemes that looked like it, mm. which I thought was very pleasing, like this. That, oh, I was like, that shot yeah. was like, oh, that's, that's a licorice all sort right there. Totally licorice all sorts. <laughs> all salts or all sorts? All sorts. I don't know what you're saying. Sorts. 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 <laughs> With a no. Sort, yes. Okay. All sorts. How would you say all salts? Uh, all salts. Okay, I can hear the difference now. I apologize. I'll bring you, maybe I'll bring you back a bag next time I travel to that fair green isle. You know, licorice is something I've always wanted to get into. But every time I try it, I'm just like, how can people like it? And I know people who love it, like really love it. Um, Yeah, I'm the same. It's not good. Maybe, maybe one day I'll enjoy the licorice. They say people's tastes change. They mature as you mature. Speaking of mature... Uh, this, I, <laughs> I really like the, the progression of the puzzles, um, from when you first start, I think there was a really good focus on starting off really easy where it didn't need a tutorial at all. And then proceeding forward to the more complex ones. And once you've sort of felt like you mastered the most difficult of that variety, it introduced a nice little element by 
you know, adding the dots where you have to think about another aspect and then adding the concentric squares where you then have to think of another aspect. These are all really good progressions in terms of you going through and actually being able to enjoy each of the levels. Yeah, and keeping that interest up after you've played 20 levels of the color matching. Now, oh wait, mm-hmm. we've got the little semicircles to deal with. The dots. I don't really have any other specific good things. Like it was just a nicely made, fun, yeah. quick puzzler that I enjoy playing. I am also going to say one of your favorite words. Please. It's very snackable. Oh no. For someone who likes snacks, that is actually my least favorite word. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the game allows you to just jump into it at any time. It actually has a really good save state where, you know, you close the phone mid-puzzle, mid-flip. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you mean can, you don't have to go back to the old man's house to you, save the game? No. <laughs> right. You don't, have to, you don't have to sleep. <laughs> Wait until the next day and then get out of the game. Uh, yeah. So just easy, super easy to jump back into. I think if you're ever lost, you just press back a couple of times and you know where you started from. And it's not that hard to recollect the steps that you took to get there. Um, also, the, the actual mechanic of flipping the thing and when it locks into place, become, it's like has a really nice sound. You know the phone that your, phone that your iPhone makes when you put it on lock? It's nice and juicy. It does that wet click like it's like click right <laughs> did you have the tactile uh the, haptic? buzz, the haptics yeah i'm trying to remember like i don't think it did yeah i don't think it did either yeah but it, it when like i was listening might. to it yeah it felt like it did uh but i don't think it actually does that's how good the the puzzle matching mechanic was sam hit me with a bad point uh, i love that song by the way and fire away. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I really didn't have that, that much bad points. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. well, allow me. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I've already mentioned it, but the lack of a reset button, that's a, little, a minor quibble, uh, rather than having to tap the back button five or six times to reset the state. Press and hold, maybe, you know. Put a second button, much to Sam's you know minimalist dislike, <laughs> but... Yeah, there. Uh, and I think also something else I mentioned: the larger the puzzles, the less fun they were for my for my brain. When I see the big seven by seven grid full of colors, I suddenly felt, oh boy, yeah, not not loving those. Uh, but the fact is, you can skip them mm-hmm. if you aren't a completist like Sam, right? And the way that I think you're able to skip them is actually quite clever. So your your overall map of all the puzzles are always unlocked in threes. So if you get to the third one, the next three open up. Oh, I see. Yeah. Right. So you can get to the second or the third one if you if you feel like you wanted to skip over, and it'll still open up the ones afterwards if you get to that last one. Yeah, maybe I would have liked the way to force you to go back and complete the ones you haven't, mm. because I yeah I've I've got several screens further on from the. There's like three seven by seven grids that I just didn't finish. Right. And I have no need to go back or at least so far. I've never had to go back and finish them. Yeah. And this was the first game where I felt like I didn't need to complete it, but I just did like along the way. Um, Hmm. And I think that might be because I don't know. I'm conflicted because I wish there were puzzle numbers. 
just because I want to brag. <laughs> After at, last week, I can understand why. But at the same time, like, I think that actually prevented me from being so tediously completionist about this whole thing. Like, if it was numbered, <laughs> for once, I think I would have tried to finish the whole thing before we recorded today. Yeah. But because it wasn't, it allowed me to kind of just take it easy and just go at my own pace. But... I do wish there was an ability to, and this is totally outside of the game, like um, being able to share that puzzle, right? Or even maybe create your own puzzle, which I think it's actually more difficult than we think. Yeah, as we found with Kami 2. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you almost have to put stuff in as you're building it because there are different steps as the way the puzzle unfolds as you solve it. But yeah, it's interesting. Like, I think I I found this game uh, very delightful. If you couldn't already tell. Final seven day rating, Sam. Seven out of seven. Whoa, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. After seven for a while. Good. Uh, that was a six for me. Yep. Up there. Maybe missed a couple of days. Mm-hmm. I did actually go back to playing Wrist in Pieces a little bit too. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, good game. Check it out. Two ninety nine available in the App Store now. Enjoyable commute home puzzler. Yeah, I think it's definitely well worth the price. Um, they do have like a section for daily puzzles where I think Ian himself is creating these puzzles. Oh, every day. Every day. That sounds tiring. He probably has a backlog though and just like unloading them automatically. Another thing to note is that if you are playing this later at night and your phone goes into night view, night mode, where it gets rid of the blues it does make those blocks harder to distinguish. Mm. But thankfully, Ian has put in a colorblind mode, which switches the colors around a little bit, but still makes it uh, very readable. So unlike other colorblind modes for puzzles, like two dots actually puts in shapes inside the dots to make you distinguish them. This actually just emphasizes the colors a little bit. Well, I feel like you should have put that in your good points. Mm. Dismissed. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> so it falls to me to choose the game for the next seven days sam you have seven days to play fighting x layer alpha oh no <laughs> oh yes it sounds like they've just jammed a bunch of css property names into a name generator right <laughs> z index with the exclamation mark x layer <laughs> flexbox what the hell <laughs> <laughs> I'm so amused by this choice. Mm, I know this looks like a game that Sam would play, but no. 400 megabytes, which is 5% of my entire phone capacity. Uh, So I think this is a port of a PlayStation game or a console game. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was released April Fool's Day. So we're at the cutting edge. We're at the bleeding edge. What can I say? Of game reviews. We do. We do that. Uh, So I think... It was a, aha, April Fool's, but no, wait, it's actually real, I think was kind of their marketing angle. Oh. That X series finally becomes mobile, exclamation mark, question mark. You too can play the April Fool's version of Fighting X Layer. It's been finely tuned so you can easily enjoy playing on your smartphone. Repeatedly press buttons. <laughs> Repeatedly press buttons to perform powerful combos. Perform them from a jump and pull off aerial combos. You can also run around freely. Please look forward to this game on April Fool's. It looks, it has a stupid name. It looks kind of fun. Also, we've not really played a fighting, a combat game in, in recent memory. Yeah, I'd say the last fighting game, well, quote unquote fighting game was PPKP. 
right hordes of enemies maybe hordes of oh right but that was less fighting more shooting yeah so this is looks like a it's like it looks like a proper fighting game like you know, kind of like street fighter kind of like mortal Kombat, mm. kind of like blaze blue kind of like king of fighters double dragon kind of like <laughs> that's the only that's the last World. fighting game i played Actually, no, wait. The last game I played, One Must Fall. Do you remember that? No. It was like fighting robots. It was like a PC game. Uh, maybe late 90s, I want to say. Mm. Yeah. You were you kind of Pacific rimming. Are a, you a robot? You know, a, oh, a human in a robot. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's recall. It's like... OMF. <laughs> anyway, that was the last fighting game I recall. So now we are going to play... Fighting X Layer Alpha. So I've heard of Akira before, and they are a game maker in Japan. Now, I, I actually misread that as well, thanks to my occasional dyslexia. It is Arika. Oh. <laughs> right? It's, I totally read that as Akira. I was like, hang on a second. No, it's Arika. But yes, they are a Japanese game studio. They have also made other great games like Pitter Pat Beat. Hmm. Which seems... Slightly different in style, but we'll sure see. Ah, interesting. Anyway, Sam, you have seven days to play. Fighting X Layer Alpha Flexbox Z Index. Uh, I'm I'm actually justify a line left. (laughs) (laughs) Important exclamation mark. (laughs) Uh, So I have a bit of an update. Uh, We had we got a message from the good people at Itatake, the Japanese game studio. The Japanese game studio based in Sweden. Let me just read their message. It says, Great pod and amazing episode about rest in pieces. Well, thank you. I will always listen to flattery. Good open. Has Sam gotten the hang of the swing mechanics yet? Nope. Mm. Thank you for covering rest in pieces. Itatake is a northern Swedish dialect, meaning something like, I'm going for the top. Ah, that's cool. And this is a message from Matthias from Itatake. Awesome. Well, I've been playing rest in pieces. I've unlocked the irritated octopus levels okay and i'm playing as lana on the skateboard a uh, surfboard which is pretty freaking awesome mm. she's my favorite character so far good name yeah oh yeah <laughs> i've been playing it as well i finally reached the second eyeball yay <laughs> congratulations that game is hard well some of us aren't blessed with the natural talent <laughs> <but> yes <laughs> you're a natural swinger <laughs> before we go sam do you have a thing of the week I do have a thing of the week, and this is uh, actually related to last week's A-S-T-I-S-J-G. S-J-G. Uh, Asking Sam things, I should just Google. I've been playing Division 2. Oh, Tom Clancy's. Thomas Clancy, yes. Mm-hmm. The good old Thomas Clancy. Rest in pieces. Um, <laughs> and I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's, it's very violent. You're going around shooting people. Mm-hmm. Right, which I'm still kind of grossed out about, but it's pretty fun. Like I'm, <laughs> so the 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 level cap in the game is thirty. What, what level thirty. Mean? So that means it's it's a game where right now the max level that you can get is thirty. Oh, you mean the developers just haven't got that far in making the game? Well, no, I mean it's it's a limit to the game. So like if you if you're at like like so the ga- games these days, especially with these kind of multiplayer games, you want to get to that level cap. And then you can start doing PvP, which is player versus player, right? Wow, what a complicated world we've made. I know. Mm. It's so, at that point, you want to sort of min-max your gear. What is happening? 
I really am feeling like a game weenie right now. But okay, sure. So, so there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Right. Yeah. So you want to index on like one skill and have that be like a total proficiency so that whenever you're fighting against people, you can just max out on that, right? And that's your strategy. I will say yes. Uh, I haven't gotten to that point yet. I'm at like level 19, um, but slowly making my way through. It's just great after like a workout, you know, you just go and like kill some people. Sure. Right. Yep. I, after I, killing it in the gym. I almost wish there was a mod that converts all the people that you're killing into robots. At least that way it's not as gross. Um, but there is no blood in the game, which is nice, right? And I, I don't think I used... The, the other thing is that I don't think I used to be this way, right? Like, I was fine with sort of games that allowed you to shoot people, but, like, you know, I don't think it's the same world anymore. Like, I feel... And now I have a really hard time playing games where you're just straight up murdering people with blood everywhere. But apparently I have no problems <laughs> playing this game. Or the occasional PUBG mobile game. Right, yeah. DOA Chapter 2 is now available on Netflix and I've watched it all. Oh no. <laughs> it's so good. Oh no. If you hated the first season of OA, or Chapter as they're calling it, because of course they are, I don't think you're going to like Chapter 2 much either. I, I'm very conflicted about it because, like, as I was watching OA, chapter one, chapter oh my god, <laughs> I think the story was good enough for me to proceed forward. Like, mm-hmm. it was exciting, you know, like there were like really nice moments. But then after I watched it, I was just like, "What the hell is that about?" Right? Um. So I think if I can get into the same mindset, yes, I would say it's about the journey, not the destination. Although I have been watching Umbrella Academy, I'm now mm-hmm. on episode five. Pretty good. I wouldn't say it's like the best thing. Um, a lot of it does seem a little predictable, but still a very enjoyable watch. I very much enjoyed the OA chapter two. It starts off sort of like a time traveling detective mm. film noir style thing. And then at a certain point, if you've seen it, I will, and I say the words old night, you will know that's kind of when it just goes batch. Old night as in like K-N-I-G-H-T? Never specified. Batch good? Just bad. You're, you know what you're getting yourself into if you've seen season one. <laughs> it does have a very different feel to it. Wait, wait. I just want to know yeah. one thing. Yeah. Are there more dances? No, they have unlocked all the movements. I might give it a go. After I watch Umbrella Academy. It's great. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I trust your judgment. Uh, most of the things you've recommended have been really good, right? <laughs> I, you know, when you did forced me to watch the OA previously. <laughs> like, I did enjoy the process of it. It's very well. It's like, it's beautifully shot. The yeah. music's fantastic. The acting is great. It's a ridiculous ride of what the hell is going on. But that's kind of the point of it. Right. Uh, if you can make peace with, you're not going to understand it to just enjoy the bizarre weirdness that's happening on screen. Just like watching your, uh, the guy with the big hair movies, David Lynch. <laughs> One last quick thing of the week. Uh, I was a guest on If You're Happy, Do You Know It? A podcast hosted by my dear friend Al Clayton, where essentially the premise of the show is, what is happiness and are you happy? Mm. Luckily, he didn't really have to talk much about that. We just really reminisced about the old days when we used to be in a band together. Yeah. But uh, it was a fun little chit chat. If you aren't bored of listening to me talk for 30 minutes already, there's another 53 minutes if you want to go listen to that episode. It's really good. I did listen oh. to the episode. Yeah, it was like such a nice, heartfelt episode, accompanied by the soundtrack of <laughs> Assembler. <Yes>. Okay, <laughs> so that's it. It's 
go buy the assembler, play it, turn on the soundtrack, and then listen to the most recent episode of If You're Happy, Do You Know It. I also have one little last thing. Uh, I've been getting into the world of mechanical keyboards slowly and slowly. Um, I do like low-profile keyboards, so I've mainly stuck to... Much like your day-to-day style. Yeah, I love being low-profile. I've not heard any loud clacking in the office yet. Yeah, I don't like loud keyboards, but I do like the solid solidity of mechanical keyboards. Um, I do like the Apple Magic Keyboard because I think it's a good compromise between the god-awful laptop keyboards... Mac MacBook keyboards, right? And the previous version of the Apple keyboards, which were a little floaty now, which I feel are a little floaty now. <laughs> um, so I tried out a Hex Gears low-profile mechanical keyboard, which they're starting to make these days. Which are like they're not the full clunky mechanical keyboards, but that has led me into this world of okay, maybe I should try giving mechanical keyboards a try because one, they're like really beautiful. There are some with keycaps that have colors, custom keycaps, and it's just this whole world of you spending hundreds of dollars for keyboards, which <laughs> seems ridiculous. But hey, treat your fingers. Yeah, one day I'm going to look up the definition of a mechanical keyboard because really all keyboards are mechanical, right? But there's a, when you say a mechanical keyboard, there's a specific thing you're thinking of, which is sort of 80s style, big right. clacky keyboards. It's one of those things that has been established in a silly way and continues to persist. Well, I look forward to hearing your typing from across Jersey. So there are quiet mechanical keyboards, which I'm looking forward to. Anyway, yep, that is my thing of the week. And join us by playing along. Uh, Hit me with the name, Sam. X Layer <laughs> Fighting Great. Hyper HD Remix 2 Alpha Omega. Nailed it. Sunday's to play.